Breaking down Wisconsin basketball. This is The Swing with Zach Heilprin and Jesse Temple on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yes, welcome in to The Swing. No Jesse Temple, just Zach Heilprin here and going to be getting right into our interview as uh, it is a busy time on the recruiting trail for Greg Gard and company. They're uh, they just recently got their uh, second commit in the class of 2023 with Gus Yaldon uh, joining John Blackwell in that 2023 class, and they have some more work to do. But I figured it'd be good to catch up with Evan Flood from 24-7 Sports to get the latest on where Greg Gard and his staff are in the 2023 class, as well as a look ahead to 2024 and into the transfer portal as well. It was Wisconsin going to try, uh, potentially try and add another big in that class. He catches up on all this. Again, here he is, Evan Flood from 24-7 Sports. Evan, thanks for taking the time. I know you're on the road, headed to uh, Louisville, check out some more basketball, which is, I feel like you're on the road 24-7 this time of year. But I would like to, to start with what Wisconsin got done this week, and that was getting Gus Yaldin in the fold, four-star big man from uh, well, I mean, you could say a number of different places, but originally, I guess you could say from Appleton. What does it mean for Greg Gard to get him in the class of 2023? Well, I think it means a lot of things. First of all, I think the Badgers got a go-to centerpiece in, in this class. Uh, a guy you know exactly what you're getting. Uh, somebody that fits their system to a T and it can do a lot of different things for, for the program. You know, I envision him being a, a really solid four-year guy for, for great guard. And somebody that, you know, when push comes to shove, can just get you high percentage looks at the basket. I know there are some deficiencies with him. A lot of people talk about the body, lack of athleticism. Uh, but, but he's kind of an old-school big man um, that, you know, I think is going to cause a lot more problems than, than maybe some of those deficiencies uh, have for him. I mean, for instance, you just talk about the wide body. Defenders aren't going to be able to move him off the block. You know, you see this in the Nike YBL too. All these long athletic bigs know that they cannot let Yaldon touch that basketball on the block because it's over. He's going to establish deep post position. He's got tremendous foot footwork. Uh, very nimble for his size, and he can just keep defenders guessing that way. And then the wide body, I like too. You know, he, he gets a lot of fouls called, uh, or draws a lot of fouls, I should say, because guys, you know, often decide they have to front him. Well, you, know, you remember a guy like Luca Garza, how difficult he was uh, to just get around and keep away from his spots on the floor. I'm not, you know, making that comparison you know Garza's a little bit bigger a little more athletic a little longer probably a better outside shooter than Ben Yaldin was but remember him I'm sure Wisconsin fans remember how difficult uh, the Badgers had of just keeping him away from his spots on the floor and then you know eliminating some of those close catches to the rim and they got some Yaldin can provide as well and then he's just a guy that you know, ties in an entire offense. He's a terrific passer, an elite screener. You, you watch him with his City Rocks team and, and how many open threes and, and just easy back cuts his teammates get because he's putting a body on, on people. Um, you're not a guy that, that's going to dribble a ton. He's going to either look to shoot it and score or, or swing it around the horn. Uh, so, so he's a really good plug-and-play type prospect too. And then it's also huge because Wisconsin's recruiting class is now at, at the very least probably halfway done. Uh, we've seen time and time again how many 
prospects a program like Wisconsin can lose despite being on guys for years when you get into this July evaluation period when schools line up and the uh, run of offers happens on their targets and they become out of reach well it's huge to have two of possibly three or four guys already committed into this class and not necessarily have to worry about putting a whole class together in, in the fall. You're halfway done. You, you've got that security. You can be a little more selective and, and it, perhaps even maximize this class and, and help squeeze other guys that, you know, may be close to committing um, and, and want to secure their spot. How tall is Gus Yeldon actually? Having stood next to him, I, I would put him, you know, it might depend on what shoes he, he has on that day. I don't know, but he, but he's at least six, seven. I, I don't, I don't know where this six, 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 five talk comes from. I'd put him in the six, seven and a half, six, eight and a half range. I mean, I don't carry a measuring stick around me, but, but he's not as short as some people describe. He's not as tall as some people describe. So I, I think you've probably seen it too, anywhere from six, five to six, 10. I, I would split the difference there. All right. All right. So he also has um, a bit of traveler, you could say, in terms of where he went. He's played in high school and he played in California. He's played at IMG, played or uh, went to IMG, is now in Asheville, apparently potentially coming back to Wisconsin for his senior year. Is there any concern, do you think, on Wisconsin's part for how much he's moved around and the potential that, you know, if things don't go right, right away for him at Wisconsin it could be a similar thing in college I think there has to be I mean especially with the way the transfer portal is I mean you can't count on anybody to stick around longer than, than, than a year I don't think you can bank on that type of thing and maybe that made it easier for, for Wisconsin to go ahead and, and put all their chips uh, in that basket I don't want to call it an overreaction but when you just had three guys uh, walk out the door as, as freshmen and Ben Carlson, Matt Moores, and then Lauren Bowman, you know, maybe you say, what the heck? I mean, we're losing guys anyway. Every program's losing guys anyway. Maybe you can ignore the red flags. I don't know that that's the thought process there, but but I would imagine, um, you know, those conversations came up with the staff. But, but you know, I, I definitely do think they discussed this in, in terms of how they wanted to approach uh, the, this recruiting class in, in general and, and not just um, – Gus Yaldin in particular, I, I know he, he's had some, his family's moved around a lot, quite a bit. He goes where his mom goes. She's taking different jobs. So it hasn't necessarily been about him jumping high schools, uh, but, but he has played for a lot of different AAU programs. You know, some, some of it is just, he's just a gym rat. He knows his team's not playing. He's going to go jump in somewhere else. And he's lived in all these places so he can, he can play on any neighboring state from, from where he's lived. So his, his options of AAU teams that he can play for are wide open as well. Um, but, you know, I think there does have to be some concern, you know, with, with the, the transfer portal and him. Uh, Stephen Crowell, assuming he's back, he, he would be a senior. You know, what, what if Tyler Wall takes advantage of that extra year? You've got a pretty talented starting front court there. I don't know how many minutes, you know, are available for a guy like Gus, who, who probably would be ready to play uh, year one. Um, but, but there's usually a learning curve with most freshmen and, you know, he might have a short hook. So I do think that is something the staff has talked to him about, you know, before they really went all in here. And they've had that conversation with the Alden from what I've understanding. He's saying all the right things and they like what they've heard. So they, they went ahead and, you know, put the full court press on him this spring. So obviously Yaldin's in the mix and he's the second member of the class, along with John Blackwell, the kid out of uh, the guard out of Michigan, 
So you have those two. You mentioned halfway done, perhaps maybe three, maybe four. There's some other names out there. I want to go through a few of them with you, uh, specifically starting with a guy who came on an official visit earlier this month in uh, Jamie Kaiser out of Virginia wing. He, uh, since coming to Wisconsin, he's kind of blown up with some big offers, Illinois, Virginia, Maryland, Indiana. Where do things stand with him? Yeah, and this one I talked about earlier with guys just, just blowing up. I mean, Wisconsin really – started a, a huge run of offers here when, when they pulled the trigger uh, at the end of the spring evaluation period. Uh, from from what I'm hearing, you know, Wisconsin's still in a pretty good spot. Uh, from the, the kid appears to be really loyal. Um, you know, this isn't a situation where Wisconsin just jumped in in, in April or whenever it was. Uh, they, they've been on him over a year, and they've put a lot of time, effort, done their homework here. Uh, he knows that. Um, however, this kid's on a rocket ship right now, and I don't know when it's going to stop. Um, I do believe he probably ends up at a higher academic program, which will probably keep Wisconsin right in it till the end. I uh, know Virginia was sort of a dream offer for him. Um, you know, Maryland, you don't put them in the category of a high academic, uh, you know, uh, program, but but that was a big one. He's got some family ties there as well. Uh, another school I'd watch out for is Stanford if they offer. Obviously, you know, you get a, a great academic uh, situation there. Um, but I, I know Great Guard is supposed to, uh, I believe, meet with them again next week and, and kind of feel things out again. Uh, it was important Wisconsin closed during that official visit in May. Obviously, they didn't do that even to avoid what was coming with him. Um, but, but he's certainly risen to the top of their board. They're prioritizing, doing everything they can. My, my guess is he plays out the entire month of July and then cuts things down in August. I would expect Wisconsin to be in that final group whenever that cut does happen. Uh, if he had to commit today, I'd like the Badgers' chances, but but I have no idea you know, how big this recruitment's going to get here in the next couple months. I think it's just a, a recruitment that's going to get harder and harder to win as time goes on. So, uh, you know, if Wisconsin can perhaps talk him into an early commitment, you know, that that would be ideal. I, I don't think you want this thing going into August and, and September and beyond as more schools get their eyes on him and, and, and probably pull the trigger pretty easily as he's he's having a heck of a spring. And, you know, schools are even able to, to offer off, you know, live streams right now from what he's done the past couple of weekends. He's been that good. Two other guys that uh, stand out, I think, for Wisconsin, four-star forward Asa Thomas out of Illinois, number of Big Ten offers for him as well. And then Nolan Winter, a, a 6'10 forward from the same school up in Minneapolis, or in the Minneapolis area, I should say, as Tyler Wall and Nate Reavers. Uh, got, what, do you, what do you got with those two? Well, with Asa Thomas, uh, you know, we're waiting to see if he takes any early officials here this summer. He's talked about Wisconsin getting one. That still hasn't been set up. You know, the commitment of John Blackwell changed some things in this class for, for Wisconsin. Asa Thomas has had that offer uh, for almost a year now. Um, and this belief, you know, Wisconsin's been in the driver's seat for him, if not driver's seat, one, or, one of uh, you know, the top two or three schools at worst. Uh, for him, and he never jumped on it. You know, Blackwell was a guy that wanted to be in Madison, uh, didn't waste a, a whole lot of time, and, and took his opportunity. So, so Wisconsin, I think, is, is still flexible with the types of positions that they can take. And the thing with Thomas is this spring, when, when the staff has watched him, like, I think they kind of view him more as a stretch forward now than, than they do as a wing. Uh, so he would be in that four spot. And then he got the, he already got Gus Yalt in there now. 
Um, obviously, Mason Thomas is a different player. You know, probably translates to more of a combo forward anyway. But but he's not that true wing type that that I think everyone thought he was. Uh, so so we're kind of in wait and see mode there in, in terms of spots. Obviously, I think you know Jamie Kaiser, like we talked about, would be Plan A at the, the wing. Um, you know whether or not Wisconsin wants to wait on that one and see it through. I, I think is still TBD. We'll probably find out more next week. Like I said, when guard meets with them and, and the family, just to kind of see where things uh, stand. So you know if you see that Thomas schedules an official visit here in June, um, you know I, I would guess that it means. Um, the Badgers are pushing forward and you may be going to take him and, you know, if they can get Kaiser is kind of a icing on the cake uh, later. So be it. Uh, as for Nolan Winter, you know, the, the buzz still out of Minnesota is that the Gophers are going to be very tough to beat. I don't know if Wisconsin buys that uh, a whole lot because you got some good things going for him. You, you mentioned the Lakeville North connection. I think the Badgers are also in a really good spot with his teammate, Jack Robeson in the 2024 class. Uh, Wisconsin's a better fit stylistically. They've had a history of, of those types of players coming through the program, uh, you know, from the power forward center position, whatever he translates to. Uh, I know his dad's a seven footer, so he could he could hit another growth spurt here uh, late. He's about six nine right now. Um, and then there's the academics too. He's a high academic kid. Wisconsin, you know, has, has a step on, on Minnesota uh, there. Uh, so and I know the Badgers. Love him. Uh, he, he's a guy they, they feel like could develop into a star. He's probably a guy that needs uh, a year or two behind the scenes to, to get stronger, develop his skills a little bit. You know, he's more of a finesse shooter type, uh, doesn't necessarily have the strength or the skills on the block yet to, to fit Wisconsin to a team. But, but they see a, a big ceiling uh, for him if they can get him. Uh, you know, Minnesota doesn't necessarily have that, that uh, track record. Uh, with, with those types of bigs. So that's something Wisconsin's selling really hard right now. But uh, everybody I've talked to that's, you know, somewhat close to this in Minnesota still feels like the Gophers are the team to be. You know, we'll see if Wisconsin can, can get over the hump or if that buzz is even really true. Because I know I think the staff feels a lot differently about it than, than maybe what people in Minnesota say. Are there any other potential names out there for the 2023 class? I know that a lot of people have – mentioned uh, the, the kid out of Pewaukee, uh, Milan Mosov. Uh, how do you say his last name? Momsilovich. 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 Oh, yeah. I've, heard it, I've heard it both. Okay. So, uh, obviously, he has started to, to gain some uh, attention. Michigan State just offered him. Wisconsin has not. Uh, whether it's him or anybody else, is there are there some other names out there that potentially uh, Greg Gar and company are looking at? So with Milan, I think it's going to be too late, even if Wisconsin does want to get into that. You know, they've watched him closely over the last year. I'm, I'm frankly pretty certain if the Badgers were going to offer that they would have done it by now. Uh, you know, if this were a year ago and Wisconsin made the offer, I'm almost positive he'd be committed to the Badgers at this point. You know, that was sort of the dream offer for him from, from what I was told. But, you know, if you kind of remember – Matt Thomas, I forget what class it is. He was with Bronson, Bronson Koenig's class. You know, he, he just went to Iowa State, uh, had a good career there. And, you know, it's kind of a similar situation where he just felt the Badgers were too late to the party, slow played him, whatever it was. I don't think this is an apples-to-apples apples comparison here, but I do get the feeling that, that even if Wisconsin wanted to jump into this now, 
the damage has kind of been done and he's he's already moved on. So so I wouldn't take him off the board. I would expect Wisconsin to still watch, given that you know there are some qualities about him uh, that, that make him fit the, the program. I certainly think he's good enough to play in that in that system, uh, but uh, this might be too big of a tweener uh, for, for what Wisconsin likes to do with their bigs is, is what I'm told. So again, I, I expect Wisconsin to still show interest. I know they reached out in, in late April again, uh, just to kind of talk to them and uh, make sure they, they knew they were still interested. But uh, even if the Badgers offered there, I think, like I said, the damage has probably been done. Uh, you know, a couple other names, uh, I'm sure there'll be more here in July when Wisconsin sits down again. Uh, Bagari Duwall uh, out of Indiana, somebody they really like. Uh, however, they've had some conversations with him. He's a, a Texas native, doesn't know a ton about the program. Uh, so if, if things were to fall through with Asa Thomas and uh, Jamie Kaiser, I could potentially see him getting an offer, but that might be an uphill climb. Big, long, athletic wing, you know, one of the best defenders in the country. Uh, legit 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, different type of kid that, that maybe Wisconsin's ever uh, landed at that position in the past. Sam Walters, another combo stretch forward out of Florida. They've talked to a little bit. Uh, the, the most intriguing name that I've heard right now is Kerry Booth out of Colorado, long athletic forward. You know, might be a better pair for, for Gus Yaldin in, in terms of bringing in some of the stuff that, that he lacks uh, for, from an athletic standpoint, just to go a different direction, uh, maybe get a more bouncy athlete, shot blocker type uh, that, that can help protect the rim. But, you know, there will be a lot more names that, that come up in July when, when the staff can sit down and, and watch these guys again. But, but I do think they feel good about getting at least one more uh, of the players that they've currently offered on their board. All right. 2024, uh, there are a couple in-state guys that I think stand out or have stood out. Wisconsin's already offered. Uh, there's there's Con Knepel out of uh, Wisconsin Lutheran, a top 60 guy in the country. And then Nick Janowski from Pewaukee, uh, a top 80 guy in the country, according to your guys' rankings. Where do you think Wisconsin stands with those two? And, and uh, you know, what are some of the programs that are going to be getting involved that, that they're going to have to fight off uh, if they want to land them? You know, right now they're in a pretty strong position for both. But, you know, I always say with uh, sophomores, uh, you know, talk to me in a year because the recruitment is going to be completely different when schools find out about these kids and, and are able to, to really focus on that next class. I mean, Conk and Nipple, I uh, watched him a couple weeks ago in a Nike event. I didn't see a, a better player in the 16U division than him. You know, he was giving me some serious – Robbie Hummel, Kyle Singler type type vibes. I think he's a guy that the Blue Bloods are eventually going to be chasing. He's just, you know, one of the most well-rounded, skilled players that, that I've ever seen come out of this state. Maybe the most when you talk about everything that he can do. And he was killing some of the best athletes in the country. They didn't know what to do with him. Uh, so so I, I can see Blue Bloods getting on him and his, his stock just continuing to rise. Uh, Nick Janowski, uh, from, from everything I've heard, Wisconsin is going to be tough to beat for him, no matter who gets involved. Uh, now, the thing I'd say about him is he's not necessarily – not that he's not a fit, but, but he's not, you know, the type of guard Wisconsin is generally in the mix with. He's a guy that takes a lot of tough, contested shots, but, but he can make them as well. Uh, so he'd be a huge upgrade for the Badgers in the backcourt. You know, we saw uh, all season long, you know, Wisconsin – needs to add more firepower like this, you know, guys that are just assassins 
uh, on the ball and, and believe they're the best player on the floor every time they, they, they step out there. Um, and it doesn't matter how they're, they're guarded. They believe that shot's going down. You know, that, that's what he does. Um, I, I don't know necessarily who's who he's high on right now besides Wisconsin. Like like I said, I think a year from now, these improvements are going to look uh, completely different. But but I would expect the Badgers to be able to hang around uh, for, for both of these till the end. I'd probably put Wisconsin's chances higher uh, with Janowski. I uh, grew up a big Badger fan. Uh, Dad went to Wisconsin. Uh, I think, you know, emotionally that that's where his heart's going to be at the end of this thing. I, I think Knipple did grow up a Badger fan, too. I think he's a little more open-minded. Um, and like I said, I think Blue Bloods are going to be on him in, in time. But, you know, if I had to guess right now, uh, I would say they got a, a better chance with Janowski. But, but Wisconsin's definitely going to be there to the end for both. The transfer portal, uh, looking for this team coming up, do they, they – clearly they've been trying to add – Another big, they've struck out on some guys. Have you heard any uh, other name, potential names in the portal that the, that they may go after? Or do they look to try and – you know, they, Yeah, sorry, they I had a couple this week, but uh, they, they both committed to other schools. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a kid that came out of – I'm blanking on the names, but came out of Winthrop, went to NC State. Uh, they, they had another guy, uh, Target came out of Temple, just committed to uh, St. Louis – uh, I believe it was. Uh, so they are trying to get another big in, in this class. Uh, but, but I think, you know, the options are somewhat limited. They'd love to be able to replace Chris Boat and what he gave them from a shot blocking, rebounding, um, just tone setting presence there uh, on the interior. But but those guys have uh, been few and far between in terms of anybody Wisconsin has been able to get in with. Uh, they have looked at some options in the 2022 class, but that hasn't fallen through for them either. Uh, so, so it's tough for me to say a name right now that I feel confident Wisconsin is going to be in deep with. Obviously, there's still time. You know, grad transfers, uh, they don't have to abide by the same rules of that May 1st deadline, and they can transfer willy-nilly. So uh, I think they will address it at, at some point, but, uh, but the question is uh, still very much who, who it's going to be. Um, you know, whether it's uh, um, you know class of 2022 kid or, or a transfer, I, I couldn't tell you. But but I do know the plan is to still uh, address that center position and, and give Stephen Carl some help behind him. Uh, big picture question for you. Uh, obviously, NIL and collectives and all that has really changed the face of, uh, of college athletics at this point. I'm wondering how it's changed for you and how you've uh, seen coaches and assistant coaches recruit differently perhaps in this era than maybe they did before. And has Wisconsin changed at all? Do you think? I, I don't know that Wisconsin has, um, you know, I, I think ideally they would like the NCAA to sort of nuke this whole thing or put restrictions in where it, it doesn't get involved in, in recruiting and, and determine where kids go. I know there's been a lot of frustration, you know, from, from this staff, both football and, and basketball. Um, you know, when, when they see some of the numbers these kids are, are getting, and you know, essentially becomes a buy deal, which is everything you, you wanted, uh, or the, everything, you know, the NCAA sort of stood against to begin in the old rules. You know, you didn't want these kids being bought to certain programs. Well, now it's just happening. Through, through different companies. I mean, there's really no it's a distinction without a difference uh, in terms of how, you know, it's shaped recruiting. So 
I don't know that Wisconsin's really made a ton of adjustments. Uh, you know, I think they still target a certain type of kid that's, you know, not necessarily, you know, the type of kid I'm talking about, blue collar, not, not blinded by the glitz and glamour. So, so, you know, it hasn't come up a lot with recruits either in terms of, you know, their markability or what they're looking for uh, in a school and hoping to get something out of it. I haven't heard it actually out of one kid that, that Wisconsin's offered. Um, I haven't heard it out of their mouths once uh, talking about an IEL. So, so I don't know how much Wisconsin brings it up. Uh, with, if it's even part of their pitch, I, I couldn't tell you. All I know is, that, you know, they've seen some of the numbers that some of these guys are, are getting. And, uh, you know, there's, there, there is a concern that they're not going to, at least the way things are set up right now, that they're going to have trouble competing. Um, so, like I said, I, I think the hope is the, the NCAA is going to come in and either nuke this thing or level the playing field with, with regulations where it doesn't become – where recruits aren't choosing – schools based on how much money they can get ideally that's the hope whether or not that's a pipe dream or not i don't know but but i think ideally that that would be the best thing for for wisconsin based on how they feel about all this because i I, from everything i've heard that they do not want this part of of a recruiting pitch whatsoever well that's the thing we talked to greg guard a couple weeks ago and he said that that's never going to be us that's not our program that's not who we are we're never going to be in the mix for the guys that are making this just exorbitant amount of money. That's just not who we're, we're going to be. And they'd like the NCAA or, or whoever to try and at least, you know, put some regulations on it. But I, it feels like that this is out and like, it's not getting pushed back in at some point you would probably have to adjust, but I, 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 I don't know how you adjust if you're Wisconsin in that respect, because if that's just not going to be you, it's just not going to be you. And the thing is, I do think the money is is there at Wisconsin. I heard Johnny Davis was making more than than some of Wisconsin's assistants. Now, not everybody's going to be Johnny Davis, but you have the ability to, to make some serious money uh, right. as, a, as a star at Wisconsin. Once you get I here, think, you know, huh? Once you get here, yes, yeah. So I, I think that can be a part of your pitch and, and say, look, here, here, here's what some guys have. I've uh, been making so so I'm a little surprised Wisconsin hasn't at least at least from what I've heard not not using it as a recruiting tool because you know there is no pro sports team here you know Johnny Davis is again not everybody's him but you know you have Brad Davison Chucky Hepburn and time you know those, those guys are walking on water I um, mean even Graham Mertz I gotta believe this is pulling in some serious some uh, you know serious money and, and he hasn't even uh, you know, produced on the field the way most Wisconsin fans would expect. So I got to believe in time that they at least, you know, address this and put it in a pitch somehow and and saying, okay, um, you know, here, here's the market in Wisconsin and say, Hey, or at least Madison, no, no pro sports teams. You know, you are the face of this city that there is some serious money to be made. um, You know, if you go about your business, um, you don't produce on the field or on the court, uh, because I do think they can compete on, on some level. Obviously, you know, you're not going to see them like Miami offering $400,000 in a Lamborghini or whatever it is, but, but that's kind of the frustration with this is, I mean, when you're a kid, yeah, I would have gladly played in South beach. No problem. Who, who, who needs $400,000 in a Lamborghini to go play in South beach, Miami? <laughs> Why does that need to be a part of the deal? Uh, yeah. Obviously Wisconsin can't sell everything, you know, Miami can, but, but that's part of the big frustration here is, you know, academics, um, you know, the, the, the city, the culture, the program, you know, it's, 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 it's become 
less than, than it already was. I mean, you look at Wisconsin and their consistency as a program, they have a hard enough time. It is just recruiting. And, and all they do is win. And, and you know, winning has, has already taken a backseat in basketball re- recruiting. You know, it's about how fast you can get guys to the league. Um, and, you know, now you throw this into the equation. I, I can understand their, their, their frustration, all the things that they, you know, normally sell to a kid um, become less important with, with NIO. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, next few months, next few years as, as this all plays out and we figure out exactly how college sports are going to move forward. Uh, Evan, really appreciate your time and uh, safe travels down to Louisville. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, there he was, Evan Flood from 24-7 Sports. Always appreciate his time catching us up on uh, the latest on Badgers recruiting. Hopefully, uh, we'll have uh, a few more updates later this summer. But until then, you've been listening to The Swing, the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.